0: What's up everybody, welcome to the boys of the banged up bets, episode number 26, your host Cam Streb is back, I know you guys missed me last week, but we're missing our boy Sizemore who just got married, I'm with my guy, Johnny the Kid, Morgan, what's up JMO, but no Sizemore, He's, he's he's on a beach in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Having a good old time. If he sends me one more Snapchat of a beach and an espresso martini, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive down there and stick my foot in his ass, probably.
1: Those espresso martinis just brought me right back to when we were in Mexico. I was like, yeah. oh, God.
0: <laughs> wow. We had, we had some kind of friend friendcation. Um, man, wh- when was that? That was in 2019, right? Yeah. To- March 2019? No, I think it was 18. No, no, no. It was 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, it had to have been.
1: Yeah, yep. I think you might be right.
0: Had to have been, yeah, March two thousand nineteen. So almost almost two thousand almost two years ago, man.
1: Oh yeah, yep, definitely two thousand nineteen. I forgot it was twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah. Already trying to forget this year.
1: Yep. Not a good start.
0: But man, <laughs> that, that fornication was wow, some kind of some kind of trip. I mean, actually speaking of that is a perfect thing because every time we go and there's any kind of music. Captain Headspinner himself, Adam Sizemore, comes out to play.
1: <laughs> That's Headspin Sammy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, at the at the wedding over the weekend, Sizemore. I mean, obviously the, the band like had like this one on one dance off thing, and obviously Sizemore tried to spin on his head. Um, actually, he he, he almost did, I think he did like a three sixty on his head. To be fair, the one time. Oh yeah. Then he, he got tried it a second him. time. Then he tried it a second time and almost broke his neck. But hey. I mean, the best ever, John, the best ever headspin was definitely at the frontcation in 2019, though, when he tried to do the headspin on where there was a dance group and they had four stages set up like a little platform stage and those metal. They had like metal corners and they put them all together and Sizemore did a headspin on like a metal edge and just sliced his whole head open and just was just profusely bleeding for, I mean, that entire day.
1: (laughs) That stage was trouble for multiple people. (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, that was I
1: mean, Danko almost wow. crushed it down when he was doing the the, the telescope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Slamming that big old freaking uh, Chewbacca foot on the stage yeah. almost collapsed that thing.
1: And we uh, physically threw you up there with the dance group.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And I yeah, I'm sitting there thinking like I'm like, I'm trying to get down, and then they're just everybody's like, stay up. And then I'm just like, so I think they just like all so all the girls up there love me up there, and then the one dude he was not trying to it. get me down, and you guys were all blocking him so he couldn't come get me down. So I, I was so oblivious to the fact that this guy did not want me on the stage. I'm just like up there just doing my thing. And then I got into it, and then it was kind of funny after that.
1: Yeah, yeah they, they didn't want us to stay much longer. <laughs> yeah.
0: So hopefully Sizemore is in Mexico now with his new lovely wife, Teens, and you know they're crashing some stages. Um so hopefully is not head spinning.
1: No, no head spins. Yeah.
0: So I stay away from the head spins, brother. You know what I mean? Um teens. You know, just don't let him do it. Just stop him. Hopefully, <laughs> Keep that head
1: under control. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, Seismores getting to experience some turntina down there. Oh, yeah. That's always a good time. Just stay away from the gluten. That's it. No glutens. No glutens.
1: Can't be having that.
0: No. A lot of poopoos if that happens. <laughs> a lot of poops. A lot of poopoos.
1: <laughs> Could be a messy situation.
0: Well, John, speaking of this wedding that we just we had the privilege of being in, yeah. Um. Give me. Give me a little feedback here. What was your. What was the highlight for you?
1: The high noon peach. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> well, I've what talked about play. it a few
1: episodes ago, and let me tell you, it didn't let us down again. Wow. Me and you spotted that out like hawks.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were down. We were down taking photos after the uh after the ceremony, or was it before the ceremony? It was before the ceremony. Before right? the
1: ceremony. Yeah. yeah pictures. Before
0: before the ceremony it was at a an club and we walked down in the basement where the bar is where everybody gets food and like at, at whole you know after hole nine at the turn and johnny and i just go down there and we just look at the cooler and we're like yo holy focus shit. focus in on the, the whole rack of peach high noons up there so i literally went up inter- interrupted the wedding planning pulled this guy down from the bar upstairs and brought him downstairs so he could give us these peach high noons
1: yeah, and at this wedding with an open bar, I paid for more. <laughs> <laughs> I said, open bar, I'll be back, but I need to go purchase these high noons.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I oh my gosh, myself man. two buckets it, of them. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you what, they were as delicious as I remembered them. They did not let us down at all.
1: Not even a little bit. They were it's so been, good.
0: It's been months since we got those things, John.
1: It might be months again until we mm-hmm. get them
0: i know and, and you know what did i tell you the most disappointing or i shouldn't say disappointing thing but my mom goes home so my mom my mother was invited to the wedding guys and and so she goes home and she goes up the next day and guess what she finds first store she goes into P-tinyu. in in the metropolis white house ohio <laughs> is apparently just the you know freaking peach high noon king of ohio is white house ohio so
1: yeah, I mean, That's, I don't know what is going on, why we can't find them, and it's kind of crazy that it was the highlight of my wedding, but besides the beautiful ceremony, the great party, it just, I, I haven't slept the right since, it's like, I need some peach I knew back <laughs> in my life here, <laughs> and they were so good, that people That's were dope. like, bro, it's an open bar, why are you buying these, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll let you do something here, I'll let you try this, and then I want you to apologize directly to my face. <laughs> yeah. Cracked one open, hand and mouth. they were like, "Holy shit, these are good!"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody was just like, "We now know why you guys have been talking about this for literally months." Like, when do we? When do we have that? Like, I mean, that was the summer of. Was it twenty? Was it twenty twenty that we did that? Like early, I, I can't even remember when we did. it Was it even longer?
1: Early summer in Michigan.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right.
1: Yeah, we got them after tennis.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yep. So, <laughs> Well, peach high noons. I mean, that makes total sense. I mean, but yeah, wedding, wedding was awesome. I mean, everybody had masks on and, and all that, but it was, I mean, it was good. I mean, it was honestly probably as good as you could have had it for COVID. So props to the newly set new size for sure. Um, a lot of fun, man. I'll tell yeah. you what, though, I had a very specific bang up and I know you'll agree with me about the wedding and it really wasn't about the wedding it was about the photographs the the aforementioned photographs john oh. <laughs> and you know what i'm going to say here but oh i definitely don't. this photographer was wow. on some shit all right i'll tell you what this guy was the like And and so one side of me is like, okay, I get like, because a lot of times you get, you get one of these wedding photos and in my Catherine Heigl 27 dress experience of all these weddings I've been in, you sometimes get those photographers that are a little bit hesitant. You know, they're like, oh, just like smile or something. Like, you know what I mean? Well, this guy was the exact opposite. This guy's, this guy had just, I mean, he had to be high as a kite or something along those lines, because I mean, the stuff that was coming out of his mouth, he was very surrounding Focused, right? So there's oh, a yeah. poker there's a poker table where all the guys were hanging out. He's like, "Oh, get on the get on the poker table, size." You get right there. Um, all the guys go around. We're gonna do like a Sopranos thing. We're like, "Okay, this could be cool." And then our tallest our tallest uh, um, groomsman, Danko, is literally like. Should I be right here? Because there's no way that you can see my face at this point. Like there's a giant lamp covering my face. No, no, it's totally fine. So, giant fuck you to Danko for that one. That was awesome. Um, but then it just got progressively weirder from there, right? So then there's a, there's a nice pool. there's a nice pool table there, John. And then what do you have us do there?
1: He said literally just fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, just- he's
1: like pick up pick up pool sticks. he he throws me over the the ball rack or whatever it's fucking called and then i was like what the hell would i do with this in a fight (laughs) so i pick up the cue ball acting like i was gonna throw it at teddy
0: (laughs) yeah and it will start he's like he's like all right you two try to fight these two and then size you're gonna like try to break it up adam you're gonna try to break it up and then it just turned into just like beat the shit out of the groom and then we took off after that john like we (laughs) started to go fuck wild because the nonsense Uh, that kept coming out of this dude's mouth and his inconsideration for the bride and her like, so she, so like guys it's, it's the, it's December 31st. It's cold outside. It was, it was was like what? Like 33 degrees outside, like almost freezing. And Tina is literally outside and just a dress and like maybe a shawl. And this guy's just like, okay. Um, Oh crap. We're going to have to do this all again. Not like, Oh, Hey guys, go warm up for a second. We got to get some things. No, we got to do this all again. He, he had no idea like what like where he wanted us. And then he was obsessed with like six trees, like just kept taking us to these six um, trees. I like, yeah, and then you know what's bad, John, when I'm the one giving photographic advice, like, yo, man, like <laughs> that's where we want to be. That is the coolest backdrop in this entire thing by those benches and trees over there with the snowy he fairway. Hated he hated that bench. oh, he hated that bench. And I'm like, yo, this he is hated. the coolest. this is the coolest place we've been. But then it got it just got so much worse after that because then we just started making stuff up like, what, oh oh. God. What, what were you saying? Just like, all right, what I want you to do is after the whole and thing and like beating the shit out of Sizemore, you're like, all right, what I want you to do is hook up the defibrillator to the, to, to the bride and just jolt her with a lot of electricity. Don't kill her, but just jolt her with some electricity. And and so we took it from there, man. Oh yeah. my God. I
1: wouldn't stop. So. Like me, Danko, Arson, you, I wouldn't uh, stop. I was like, all right, so size now to start beating the shit out of her. <laughs>
0: And act surprised. Do we have a pool? Do we have a pool out here? Oh, perfect. Sizemore, just drown her a little bit. Don't kill her, but just get her nice and blue in the face. It'll be a great picture. It'll be perfect. Like, Anyways, this dude was awful. One of the worst. I mean, one of my least favorite photographers of all time, and I hate pictures to begin with. So you can just imagine how much that was banging me up.
1: He was out of control. <laughs>
0: Oh man. And then the only other, and this wasn't, this wasn't wedding related. This was uh this was after, after party wedding is I set up. So I had this plan. So if they weren't going to, the, the reception ended at 10. You know, I'm telling everybody for two weeks, like, yo, bring your warm clothes. I'm throwing a tailgate. I'm bringing this stuff. My parents brought a heater. Um, you know, I had a full cooler, full of booze, brought a table out there, got it all set up. And then what happens, John? We get busted by the damn cops at 11:45 PM. So we only got the tailgate for an hour, so that really banged me up. I was super bummed, man.
1: Yeah that 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 hurt. That yeah, that hurt when that guy was like, "Hey, all right, time to wrap it up, boys." I was like, "Don't say that."
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. There's just a private like guardsman or police officer there, and he just comes up and just takes down the party. And that that you know that hurt me. So- I felt that in my bones, John. That hurt my soul.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, I was very much looking forward to drinking in a parking lot.
0: Yeah. That's what we did. It. That's what we did at Arson's wedding. It was excellent, you know. But they didn't have it worked any. Out great. Yeah, it worked out freaking phenomenal. So, anyways, I thought I had. It, I thought I had it all planned out, and you know what? That's on me, boys. So it is what it is.
1: <laughs> it's on me, boys. <laughs>
0: What's banging you up, J-Mo?
1: Honestly, the whole the whole weekend, not just it was the rehearsal dinner, the wedding, the Ohio State game. I'm telling you, my physical health is banging me up. I am not holding up okay. I mean, it is Wednesday, and I am exhausted. Shambles. Shambles. I mean, the Ohio State game was, we were out of control. Yeah, and for sure. I'm paying for it, and it's Wednesday. I mean, we'll we'll get back on that horse, but my God, am I tired. I, I woke up Monday. Nope. Woke up Tuesday. Nope. Woke up this morning slightly better but still completely wiped i mean this 30 plus year old over here the three nights in a row couldn't i can't do it anymore i just i got maybe two good ones in me a week maybe definitely one but two three out of control
0: hey can i can i just give you props for not sleeping at all like i thought i mean there was odds on money there was odds on money that you were that you were going to be out cold you know before 7 p.m and you know what you were you were one of the guys that were with me both nights on on yeah. on uh, what was it Thursday Thursday and Friday yeah. Wednesday Wednesday I, Thursday Friday I, dude, I think it me so, and you were the day.
1: only people left each day.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's basically what I, that's what basically what I right it.
1: If you you put some food in this tum, we're going all night.
0: Okay, well you know if what I, I can I'll actually on that
1: food. Ooh, no yeah. not so much.
0: I can back that up. So I mean that was I was I was, I was proud of you. I'll tell you what, yeah. and I, you okay. know what, and I'll tell you one more one more thing. I was just I love our friend group, the crew, because we had an awesome time at, at Sizemore's wedding. Everybody got nice and toasted on New Year's, but nobody but nobody pushed it too far because everybody yeah. knew that we had to do it again the next day. So everybody just got to that point. They're like, okay, I'm drunk, but I'm not going to be like puking and, and dying drunk. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, so everybody was over at, I mean, you're the last one at Sizemore's, but I know you came over at like two o'clock or something right 2 30 maybe yeah, and then yeah so everybody else is over at sizemores we're watching wa- watching all the games all, all day and then all of a sudden like kind of like three quarters of the way through that alabama game we just we kind of just turned it up like yeah it, it started making started making these energy these t- these just I, I i was having a heart attack like holy shit i was making these energy vodka gatorade drinks to keep me hydrated keep the energy up and you know, get a little bit, get a little bit of liquor in me to start the party, right? Well, oh yeah, I had at least two or three more than I should have because I swear to God, I was having a heart attack at the beginning of that Ohio State game. <laughs> like I had yeah, some and serious and Rihanna, pain. You
1: were doing yoga on Rihanna's Snapchat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't do yoga, guys. Like I was just like, how do I stretch my heart? Like how, how do I stretch this thing out? Because this is it's under attack. That's all there is to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, between Ralph. And, I oh mean, God, Sizemore's hidden
0: hidden gem. Oh my God, Sizemore's father. Shout out, if he listens to this one. Typical Ralph. Ralph. Typical classic Ralph, man. What a... Holy... I, I I don't know if I've laughed that hard in a long time, man. Just fit in we like a glove yeah. in the friend group, man. Oh, man. He
1: wow. was, that was just... It was out of control. I loved it. I mean, that, that night was incredible. There was just... Food everywhere. I mean, there was pizza coming in the door, Chipotle came in the door, Taco Bell came in the door. There was already subs in the in the kitchen. There was Buffalo Chicken Dip. I was like, yeah. "What's
0: happening?" Did right Teddy now? get a whole mess of like? Uh, Teddy got Chinese, Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure there's a whole mess of Chinese food at some point too. So
1: I, I ate all his dumplings.
0: <laughs> he oh goes, boy.
1: "Yeah, you want a dumpling?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll take 7
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give me, give me a. I'll take a baker's dozen.
1: Yeah, take you. I wiped them out. <laughs> yep. Wiped out those dumplings.
0: Um, I'll take and all of them.
1: It was just, I was a rowdy day, and like you said, it was perfect. Like we all got to that point on New Year's. We're like, all right, yeah, it, it's it's about that time. I left the dog overnight by himself, so I was like, shit. We got up at seven, left the hotel, gunned it back, and I was like, all right, I gotta hang out with this dog. He's been alone for forty eight hours, yeah. and I was like, all right, babe, it's time to go. And we, we showed up, and it was just like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna start drinking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yep, exactly. And then the Buckeyes fucking got it done, boys. Let's go.
1: It was unbelievable. And we'll get to that.
0: Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, you know what we're going to do, John? We haven't done this in a few weeks, man. You know what we're going to get into first? Let's talk about it. We're going to get into some golf.
1: Oh, shit.
0: First tournament of the year. Golf is back. John, check out this name. The Century Tournament of Champions. It's a big deal. Oh, baby. It's at the plantation course in Kapalua, Hawaii.
1: Hawaii.
0: Hawaii. The island. The island, baby. (laughs) John's favorite, the island.
1: Oh, speaking of that, just to jut in here real quick. My sister sent me a Christmas present that got clearly stolen from my front door, but she told me what she got me. She ordered me a Hawaii (laughs) t-shirt because of the island.
0: Shelly, so like, that's awesome. And I was
1: like, shit, someone stole, got stole?
0: It? Someone stole that shit? Oh, dude, that's bullshit. Fucking Grinch. Yeah,
1: yeah not happy.
0: Oh, what a. Oh, man. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah,
1: I, well, the island's going to speak to us this week because we we're go. playing golf there.
0: We're playing first term of the year. And it's, dude, This it's a loaded field, too. Everybody's, everybody's going to be there. I except, I don't know if we saw Rory McElroy. Like, other than that, every big name is playing in this tournament. And I don't think Tiger is either. But other than that. Yeah, he stinks. <laughs> you, you shut your mouth. <laughs> you Shut your mouth. Yeah, dude, he's still he's still recovering from him and Charlie Woods playing in that tournament a couple weeks ago. Wow, to Charlie Woods, that Whoa. that kid has some kind of swing. He's very good. Anyways, all right, back to this, back to this tournament, JMO. Seventy six hundred yards, one of the longest courses on tour. It's a very rare par seventy three, John. That means there's four par fives, three only three par threes, and all the rest are par fours. A par seventy three wild you don't see that very often john you don't justin thomas is the defending champ he'll be there he'll be trying to retain that title and i'll tell you what john what's really interesting about this course is that it's on high elevation it's it's a it's a little open it's open at times and i mean it's just a creative course in general like ricky Fowler's. like i really like this course because you can be as creative as you want to be with some of these shots but Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about what we want to talk about here, John. Let's be let's be real. We're, we want to talk about bombs, baby. And <laughs> with the elevation, you're going to be seeing some 400 yard bombs this weekend. What you think about that, John?
1: I mean, <laughs> nothing like a good nuke on a course.
0: Nothing like it, and you know what? I'm I'm shamefaced, John. I didn't look up the water hazards on here, so I don't I don't know I don't have that statistic. This is where we this is where we missize. He he's the guy that knows about the water hazards mm-hmm. for you, John.
1: Well, I know of one, and it's the Pacific fucking ocean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Somebody nukes it into the Pacific. Yeah, got problems. Well,
1: completely tattoos one off a of dolphin.
0: <laughs> That's a. <laughs> That's some kind of. That's definitely an albatross, at least. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: Oh, I would, I would smoke one off a tortoise,
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, well, JMO, what do you got as your favorite here? Who are you liking?
1: I figured there's no better time to get back on the horse with golf <laughs> than bringing out the Norwegian wonderkin, Victor Hovland. He's probably got some great new shirts, some great new pants, a horrible hat, and he's plus 2,200. I mean, if there's ever a time, and by the way, he broke the Puerto Rican Open curse. Because he won recently and broke that curse. So fuck you, Tony Finau, and give me Victor Hovland as a favorite, plus
0: 2,200. Let's go. I, I mean, I honestly should have just known. Like straight, I don't yeah. even know why I asked you. I should have just send. So, John, like, what's Victor Hovland's odds here, and like, how fast are you taking him? That's what I should have asked you. That's how I should open that up.
1: Well, he's great off the tee, and if, once he finally gets it together, shorter game and putting. Watch out. watch out! Watch out!
0: I mean, he's already. I mean, he's already playing well, man. I mean, it's yeah. not. I mean, it's not. It's not the worst pick I've heard, John. But there. I mean, there's no way he's beating this field. So, I mean, no. You can just. You just get the fuck out with that. I'll tell you who, who is going to win this. Who's going to win? It's And it's not – I know you're thinking. You think I'm going to go with like DJ or, J, or JT, but I'm not.
1: You're, oh, okay. I'm
0: going with my guy, Xander, oh. baby. Oh, one of the best names guy. on tour. No, it's my guy. He got way more top tens for me than you, than you buddy, because you didn't pick him. You kept going with your guy, Victor, or some other dumb-dumb. I don't know. I think you took Rory one time instead of Xander. You're like an idiot. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, my guy Xander, he's sitting at 10 to one. Nice. I think he's like, I think he's like six, fifth, fifth or sixth favorite, something like that. Just got the whole package, man. I'm just, I'm hoping he just comes back, gets it done, and let's go Xander.
1: Mm.
0: Love the pick. I, 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 know I, hate, you do. I hate to root I'm, against you. I know but you love the pick. Because he,
1: he's my guy, so yeah. I'll, I'll root with him too. No,
0: he's not. <laughs> no, he's not your guy. He's my guy. He's my guy. It's okay. All right, Who's, give me give me one little sleeper here, John. We, who you think he might do a little bit better than we think here, or might you think he might even have a shot at winning, or you just think he's going to do well, top twenty, top twenty-five, something like that?
1: I'm going to say a top twenty. Okay, but watch out early because that's it, all about how he starts, and i might I'm close to calling it a boat bet, but we're not in boat bet season yet. But it's Cam Champ plus four thousand. Reason why? Fucking huge course. This guy hits absolute nukes.
0: Mm -hmm. Great name.
1: (laughs) You know, subpar name. Great name. (laughs) Uh, But he's plus 4,000, deep course. And like you said with Ricky, Cam Champ can get very creative here. He's he's, he's one of those creative shots kind of guy, especially he knows the course is so big. It's pretty open. He'll be able to really grip it and uh, rip it down the fucking fairway, bitches. And give me him at 4,000 if he wins, but I'll throw him as my top 20.
0: Nice. Like the pick, like the pick. Yeah, well, shake it up. You already, you already talked about my guy, John, you know, I'm going with Tony Fino. Like oh, that's, God, that man. is my guy. And you know what? I don't think he's going to win, but no, he's going to finish top six. yeah. He'll finish top 10. No problem. He just got the full game. He just, dude, the the guy is just a player, man. I love, I I hope he wins so bad. He needs to get a win this year. Like, he just has to. He's so good. He's obviously going to carry the Ryder Cup team and the President Cup team forever. Like, for the next probably 35 years. So, I mean, he's one of the greatest golfers of all time. And he just needs to win. So, my guy, Tony Finau, the dude, at plus 2,500, John. 25 to 1. Love those odds. Get cooking. Tony, it's 2021, man. Forget about the curse, brother. Just get it. Just get it done. That's all we got to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I said he was going to finish top six, I mean he's definitely finishing sixth because he <laughs> finishes sixth all the fucking time.
0: That's it. That's all. <laughs> it's he like got.
1: Ricky finishing second. now finishes sixth. Uh,
0: Ricky either misses the cut or finishes second.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, golf is back. We'll see it. All right, man. Well one of the big ones you ready for some nfl
1: yeah i you know we're getting we're the, coming down the to the playoffs, baby!
0: that's yeah
1: i know you were oh, yeah? uh, on the pod but i don't think i did too hot let me uh get a little quick well, recap in, on the so oh, oh, oh wait a minute i was uh, three and two obviously Ooh. missed the parlay because i threw the jets in there and <laughs> There you go. And then I took the Colts, minus 15. So, won the teaser, won two straights. I'll take it. No idea what my record is. Our statistician is on a beach with his wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the guy that keeps the Excel book is on a beach drinking Espresso Martinez, probably spinning on his head like nobody's business.
1: Nobody's business. Doesn't even care.
0: What what a jackass. You know what I mean? (laughs) What a jackass. Anyways, so... First game, Johnny. Saturday. Saturday game. One o five p.m. Three games,
1: Saturday, three Sunday.
0: That's it, baby. Saturday, one o five p.m. We got the Indianapolis Colts at at John. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying the Buffalo Bills have a home game in the playoffs for the first time in twenty four years. John, oh, yeah. the line is Buffalo minus six and a half, and the over under set at fifty one. What do you think here, J-Mo?
1: Well, like Chris Berman once said and always says, no one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. And <laughs> I love the Bills in this game. Uh, I think the Philip Rivers experiment worked. They got, to the pa- they got to the playoffs, but they were so inconsistent up and down throughout the year. But let me tell you, the Colts found themselves a running back in Jonathan Taylor.
0: JT tay baby
1: wow he finished the year strong and he's going to be a damn good back going forward and it's going to be pretty crazy to see Sam Darnold play for the Colts but uh, <laughs> uh I didn't,
0: John just so you know 740 yards and eight touchdowns in six games for Jonathan Taylor in his last six
1: yeah not a bit not not, not, not bad
0: not terrible numbers you know what I mean
1: <laughs> I mean I've seen better but yeah, <laughs> I ha-
0: yeah we have seen better um Reference Derrick Henry that we'll be talking about in a couple games. Anyways.
1: Yeah. Um, I ended up actually putting the Bills into my teaser. And reason for it, why I wasn't super confident on the spread, was only because the Bills, again, the, their Achilles heel, will, that will eventually get them, I think, when they play the Chiefs, will be their running game and how little they can do of it. Absolutely. Uh, J- Josh Allen, you can make a very, very good case for MVP. Yep. Yep. Uh, it is something special that he's doing right now. But, you know, first time for him in the playoffs. Wait, no, they went last year. I'm lying about that. But with this kind of team, you know, Stefan Diggs leading the league in receiving. Uh, I think they can easily win this game for sure. I think even straight, it, it was something I was close to taking, but I felt comfortable. Bills plus five and a half in case Philip Rivers decides to kind of go off. But I don't see it happening. I think the Bills will take this one.
0: Yeah, I I just I don't see. First of all, Buffalo is seven and one at home with limited mm-hmm. fans. Right, they're gonna they're gonna let some fans in seventy five hundred. Um, yeah, so that that'll be like thirty thousand because the yeah. Bills are gonna go fucking nuts. <laughs> love I love the Bills fan base. Number one, let's start with that. X Factor Bills fan base. They might blow up the Colts bus on the way there. You know, just out of sheer excitement. So you don't know what you're gonna get with this with the you know this rowdy bills fan base man the the bills mafia dude so um you're absolutely right though i had that pegged as my x factor was the bills running game i mean they got singletary and zach moss they have to be good enough you know just to yeah. get a little bit of balance this offense is absolutely cooking though i mean they i mean new england has a decent defense they put up 38 against new england miami has a pretty good defense they they crushed miami 50 but for, for 56 points. Denver, another solid team, 40. I mean, their offense is absolutely just cooking on all cylinders. You already alluded to it. Stephon Diggs is just killing it. Josh Allen, MVP caliber year. The running game has to be good enough, though, and yep. see what the Colts can do here. And you're absolutely right. It's it's definitely Phillip Rivers on the Colts side, man. It's like if he, can, if he can take the pressure off Jonathan Taylor a little bit, get some play action, take the top off the defense a little bit, which he hasn't really been able to do consistently this year, like you alluded to already as well. You know, if he can take the top off the Bills' defense a little bit, then the Colts have a shot, man. They're they're a decent team. I mean, their defense is their defense is, is stingy at times. So, yeah. um, but at the end of the day, man, I think I'm going to take this line straight up for the Bills. I like the Bills to win by a touchdown here. Um, what do you think about this over under, John? You gonna you gonna play with this one at 51?
1: Uh, if I was going to, I, I'm going to lay off of it. I'm definitely leaning over um reason for it Bills offense being what it is and the Colts defense not being consistent enough to hold it down but the Colts can still score Jonathan Taylor can break one out at any time as we've seen in the last few games uh TY Hilton even came on towards the end of the year um I actually I talked about him in week 1 like I like this young kid Michael Pittman out of USC so Phil Rivers has the weapons to score don't get me wrong uh, mm-hmm. with even with naeem hines out of the backfield so i would definitely lean the over but i'm gonna just roll with them in my teaser on this one
0: yep and it's i mean at the end of the day too is about philip rivers protecting the ball too you know fumbles yep. and then he had 11 interceptions this year which isn't i mean it's not terrible you know it's what i mean but <laughs> yeah ex- exactly i mean he obviously put up fourth out i mean if there's one thing we know in nfl football over the last what 13 how, how long has rivers been in the damn league now 13 14 years something like that
1: yeah, 14 years i think
0: 14 years. Well, we know he's going to get four thousand yards passing every single. No day. matter what, yeah, no matter what, no matter what team he plays for, he's throwing for four thousand. So his TD numbers down a little bit, interception numbers down a little bit. So he just has to protect the ball, um, and then, like you said, yeah, just get that nice balanced attack, take the take the lid off a little bit, and let Jonathan Taylor do some work. So I think it could be we could we could see a good one, John. But I got a feeling the Bills are going to be hungry as hell, and they're yeah. going to come out. and I think they win. I think they win by at least a touchdown here. So. First home game in 24 years in the playoffs, man. That's awesome. So, love to see it. Love to see it. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, game two, Saturday, 4.40 p.m. It's the LA Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. The line is set at minus 3.5 for the the Seahawks. The over-under is set at 42.5, John. What are you seeing here?
1: Yeah, this game is probably one of the only games that I wasn't really looking to put any uh, quiche on reason for it is one. They still haven't announced if golf is ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Throw this week. Uh, so it would be hard for me to, to see them even come close to winning if he's not in, but if he is in Seattle's defense kind of came on a little bit towards the end of the year, but their offense kind of it like flip flopped Yep, uh, with them. It's like I said it earlier. The, the Seahawks to me are a sneaky, bad team. I really just don't think they're that great. I mean, John, Jamal Adams—he's—he's he's like questionable. I think he's leaning towards not playing, uh, and no, he, he leads said, their team. In sacks.
0: He said he's absolutely playing, no question. He just uh, came so out, he got, yeah, a few hours ago. He just said, "I'm absolutely 100 percent playing." So, yeah.
1: Well, unless he's completely blitzing each time, because he's kind of like that linebacker safety hybrid with how fast he can get to the quarterback, and he leads the team in sacks. But they, other than him, they don't pressure the quarterback at all, and. It's just, this game is so confusing to me in terms of where to lean, uh, only because there's still some unknowns left in it. Uh, I would say I'd lean Seattle, only because Pete Carroll, especially if he turns the defense around, Russell Wilson ready to go. I'd take Russell Wilson over Jared Goff any day. So if I was taking it, I would lean Seattle.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. And the other big thing here is Seattle's another great home team, John. They're 7-1 yep. home. So, they, I mean, they always come. Obviously, the fans are always a huge deal there, so you're not going to see nearly. I mean, are, they, are this, I think this is one of the teams that they might not let any fans in, correct?
1: Uh, I don't believe there's
0: fans I, allowed. Yeah, I thought, saw that again. They're, they said it was going to be. Questionable, but they're—I don't know if I I honestly don't think they're going to let any fans in, which is which is crazy for a playoff game in Seattle. Man, I mean those fans are good fan base over there too. But Seattle's still seven-one at home. Um, But yeah, I mean good analysis again, John. Like the Seattle defense kind of turned it around a little bit over the last what six games, you could say. Yeah, Um, I'd say about six. Six, yeah, last six games they're averaging—they're only giving up fourteen points a game per uh, compared to what they were. Um, at the beginning of the season. I mean, granted, that can be kind of attributed to their opponents. I mean, they played the Giants, yeah. the Jets, the Washington, the Washington football team. They did shut down the Rams. Um and then, but then they just gave up 23 again to the San Francisco 49ers last week. That so a
1: weird game.
0: Yeah. I mean this Seattle team is weird, but you know what? Seattle's been good to me. So like whenever I bet Seattle, they've been good. So I'm going to take Seattle in this in this three and a half point spread here. I think they get it done at home. Um I like like you said too I mean that the X factor I think the X factor because I think Russell Wilson's going to have a solid game. The X factor is can they balance? Can Seattle balance their offense enough? Because Chris Carson, Chris Carson hasn't gone over eighty yards this, this season yet. I mean, he's he's had a he's couple games where yeah, he's obviously he's been hurt. But even at the beginning of the season, he only had like seventy yards rushing. But then he had like what forty or fifty yards receiving and a touch. You know what I mean? Like he was bouncing out with yeah. some some good receiving games and things like that. So he hasn't even gone over eighty yards all season. So they kind of been doing it by committee if they get that good run game that has been the staple of the Seattle Haw- Seahawks offense for so many years, and Russell Wilson can kind of go more play action off that, he can take that lid off, he can, he can be much more Russell Wilson-esque in that offense, and then if this defense can kind of stay true to where they need to be you know, over the last five games here, I mean, it's going to be tough against this Los Angeles Rams team if Goff is healthy, if he plays, and then I mean, that's my X factor for the Rams, man, is what is how is McVay going to pr- approach this offensively for the Rams if if golf is beat up? Um, obviously, Henderson's banged up too. Um, so, I mean, really, it's got to be like if Rams want to win this game, like Cam Akers has to have a huge game. You know what I mean? Like, he has the run game has to be there. And then on the flip side of that, the Rams have to shut down. Russell Wilson. So Aaron, Aaron Donald and company needs to just have a huge game here. So really interesting game, but I like Seattle to get this done. I see him winning by like six. I see like a, like a 20, 27, 21, maybe something like that is what I'm, was what I'm seeing.
1: I don't even see that many points. These teams know each other I I don't see a high score.
0: You could be right. Yeah. Um, it's going to, it's supposed to be a, a decent day over, over in Seattle. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, so the line is set low, forty-two and forty-two and a half. So my prediction could be a little a little too high, but I'm gonna stick with it. Twenty, twenty, twenty-six, twenty, something like that. Yeah, I'll stay with it. A couple field goals, a couple touchdowns, and that'll be it. So, all right, man, let's get into the last game of the Saturday games here, and that is the Tampa Tom's mm-hmm. versus. Versus, and it's at the Washington football team, the (laughs) stellar Washington football team getting home field advantage. Um, Line John is set at plus eight and a half for Washington. And the over-under is set at 45. So with that being said, J-Mo, what do you think? Tampa Toms? I think, honestly, out of all the teams in the playoffs and all the players in the playoffs, I think maybe Tom Brady has the most pressure to get this win. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I I could see that, especially with him being Tom Brady and going into the playoffs again. But it's Tom Brady, so him pressure. I don't see him looking at it as even pressure. I mean, the guy's forty three years old, forty four years old. He had forty seven hundred yards and forty tutties this year. I mean, that's yep. that's absurd. Yep. I mean, the goat. I, I mean, and it, and it shows. The I love this game because. One, it's this Washington football team. It's hard not to root for him with Alex Smith. And everything. I know
0: it, you, it really is, man. I agree. 100% the agree.
1: defense is great to watch. Yep. Um, it, it's going to be something special if they can really get like good quarterback play and another one or two weapons on the offense. Gibson's looking great as the running back uh, going into next year. McLaurin is always going to be McLaurin on the outside. I think they need another solid one or two uh, at receiver beef up the O-line just a little bit more. But that defense right now, that front four, front seven, with all the first-round picks they have, and they rotate in
0: yep young,
1: first, second-round picks.
0: Young, Sweat, you know, Payne, Allen. Yeah, stop. It's crazy, Carrigan. Yeah. It's like,
1: <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Uh, I think Tampa's definitely going to win this game. Uh, I did not take Tampa on the spread outside of my teaser. I put them into my teaser. Only just to play it safe, I took Bucks plus three and a half. Because I, I just don't see them losing. I mean, Stranger Things have happened, of course. I don't see them losing, but I also did take Washington plus eight and a half. Reason for it? Yep. Mike Evans had that non-contact. It was pretty freaking scary last, last week, too, when it happened. Uh but I will say that Tom and Antonio Brown are kind of back. Yep. Uh, they look unbelievably good together and yeah i think if antonio brown seems to be in the right uh, mindset now tom brady's finding him and he's got that pop in his arm when he's throwing it to him and antonio's got the pop in his legs when he's catching the ball and turning so yeah i'm going bucks in the teaser plus three and a half and washington plus eight and a half straight
0: are you and i going to disagree about anything today like I'm, I'm not liking this at all yeah. i mean something something's either gonna go really really right for us or terribly wrong so
1: yeah, or um, we're putting up a bagel and have to delete the episode yeah <laughs> we're, just gonna,
0: we're just gonna have to get out just just strictly leave the first part where we're talking about seismic wedding that's it in golf that's it um, size so, will so be
1: like, why was the episode 11 minutes?
0: <laughs> uh, we had to delete the NFL because we agreed on everything. It was it was, <laughs> this was terrible. Um, but no, I totally agree with you. I think, I think Washington keeps this close. Um, I think, I think Tampa Bay will win as well, but I'm seeing like eh, three to three to seven point wins, lines, lines plus eight and a half. Um, I like Alex Smith to keep this close. Um, and I like that D line exactly like you said it, man. My guy Chase Young is just a beast. He's coming He's into so his own. Good. Um, I don't really know why he, he wants to go against Tom Brady, but I mean, that could just be kind of like, I think he meant that more like, yo, I can't wait to go against Tom Brady. Like this is like been an idol of mine since I was a kid, but everybody talk like he was talking shit and stuff, but that's not really his style. So I don't know. that could have been taken out of context a little bit, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, my two, my two big things here is, um, Antonio Gibson versus this Tampa Bay rush defense, which is number one in the league. Um, you know if if Tampa Bay can shut down Gibson man like the, the tough sled guys just go home you know what i mean like that's just it's just not going to go well um Gibson's got to have a good game here uh Gibson then,
1: and McKissick coming out of the backfield could catch passes though so yep. they can keep passes short
0: yep absolutely right so um and then the like like we said for i think for Washington if they can make Tom Brady uncomfortable you know uh you know de- good defensive lines you know that's what Tennessee did to him last year Um, you know, good defensive lines kind of get after him, make him uncomfortable in the pocket and, you know, kind of just make him force throws a little bit and just kind of, and maybe your, maybe your defense can come up, come up big. And, you know, I think that's the only way Washington wins and that the defensive line has to be incredible to stop this, this offense here. So offense has been cooking. So we'll see, man. But yeah, like Tampa Bay to win, like Washington to cover the plus eight and a half. You, yeah. touching that, you touching that over under at all at forty five, or are you you staying away? Yeah,
1: I'm not gonna stay away. Uh, maybe if Mike Evans comes in, I'll lean over. But until then, I'm just gonna roll with the spreads.
0: I agree with you. I've been kind of staying away from the overs on over under here for whatever reason. playoffs playoffs are weird, man. They can just yeah. do so many things. It looks like honestly, like across the across the league, it looks like it's gonna be decent weather. Like I didn't see anything like crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like real low temperatures, high wind, rain, whatever. So. Um, We'll see though, because it can change. I mean, still several days away, obviously. So so a lot can change. So Mm -hmm. Um, if there's one thing I know, extremely consistently, John is that weathermen are always right. So (laughs) very right. Um, They're one of the most precise professions in the world. So I think we can count on it. it. (laughs) All right, man. Let's get into the Sunday game. 1:05 p.m. It is the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. The line, JMO, plus three and a half to the Titans over listed at 53.5. And honestly, John, this is one of my most interesting games, I think, of the playoffs. This is going to be a good one.
1: They are running the ball at will. JK, before he became great, Lamar has started to throw the ball a bit better. It's because they're not letting him throw it 30-plus times a game. They're throwing it the 20-26 to 26 time range. That's where he needs to be. Like Everyone in the league knows he's the most prolific runner that they have of at quarterback and probably at running back at this point because he's that good at running the damn ball. Let him do what he does best. Get out there. Let him throw it only a couple times a game. He'll find the open man when he needs to. Uh, but, yeah, the Ravens right now are a team that nobody should want to play. The Titans have Derrick Henry. They have A.J. Brown. Tannehill's look great this season for sure, even on with his legs. He's got wheels right now. I think he has seven rushing touchdowns this year and, like, 30 passing. So he had a great year, too. The thing that worries me with the Titans is their defense is so bad. It's it's like mm-hmm. royally bad defense. Tough to watch. Um, I think this is going to be an extremely high-scoring game. Uh I took the Ravens in my teaser at plus eight and a half, and I also took the Baltimore, Tennessee over 53 and a half. I see lots of points. Derrick Henry will get his slow start. I'll, he's going to have a slow start. He'll still finish with a buck 32, t- three tutties. And yeah, over 53.5, plus 8.5 on the Ravens and the teaser. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to throw him in a. Uh, I'll start off my parlay with them. Ravens minus 3.5 in the parlay.
0: Okay. All right. So I agree with you. The Ravens are peaking. I mean,. I, and I don't know why, but everybody's letting Lamar Jackson throw it the middle of the field all of a sudden again. So like when he was struggling early this season, obviously the running game, not having that that good run game to lean on, it was a huge deal at the beginning of the season, right? You know, when they're going kind of going through that, when, when Mark Ingram got hurt this year, they didn't have that run game to lean on. And then, you know, the defense has started to make Lamar Jackson throw to the outside, so we, you know not only seen over the offensive line, seen through coverage, and then making that second, third read to the outside and making him make those throws to the sideline is where he struggles to throw the ball. If you let him just get an open field, an open pocket, let him throw to his tight end on the seam or a wide receiver after he kind of makes his makes makes him uh make some moves on the uh extend the play a little bit for three four seconds and then lets his wide receiver cut back to him he's going to absolutely destroy you every single time so Mm -hmm. with that being said the ravens are absolutely cooking i completely agree with you but i will say they have maybe the weakest schedule of any team in the league to do what they did you know what i mean they played cincinnati new york giants jacksonville jaguars they did, they did beat that Cleveland team, but you saw what that Cleveland offense did to them, too, and then they played the Dallas Cowboys. So, um, I mean, I completely agree with you, though, too, because the Tennessee defense is terrible, and every time I bet on the Titans this year, they lose. But, John, they're at home. They're 5-3 and three at home. And I don't know, man. I just think Vrabel's a good enough coach to make Lamar Jackson uncomfortable. The other thing is, is Lamar Jackson hasn't played well against the Titans either. You know he he has been uncomfortable
1: back to last year. Yeah,
0: so he's lost to or the, yeah they've uh, they played twice in the last calendar year. Um, I just man, the Ravens are peaking. They scored thirty to seven points a game, um, but the Titans are. I don't know, man. They just they're so confusing. Like, what are you like they, they, they give, play a tight game against Houston? They barely beat Houston last week. They get blown out by the Packers. and they blow out the they blow out the Lions, who's terrible. They blow out the Jaguars and then lose a tight one to, to Cleveland. Well it really wasn't that tight, but they made a comeback in the fourth quarter. But just like, what the hell is going on, man? You know what I mean? So yeah. anyways, I am gonna go with Derrick Henry. In the Titans to cover this plus three and a half spread here. I think if they, if they lose, I think it's going to be real tight, like one or two points, maybe three points, whatever by a field goal. Um, so I'm going to take this Titans straight up. And then I'm also going to take a, a second bet. I agree with you. I think it's going to be high scoring. Yeah. Um, I see this being like, like 30, 34, 31, something like that. So um, I'm going to take the over the 53 and a half over as well. So I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, I mean, I, at the beginning of the season, I said the Ravens were going to win the division. and I mean, honestly, they probably should have with how the Steelers finished it. But I think they're the best team in the division right now, with the AFC North. And, you know, they're carrying in some momentum. But Titans, man, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if Derrick Henry and Tannehill can get it done.
1: For sure. It's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, Henry absolutely cooks the Ravens, too, by the way. 328 yards in two games over the last calendar year. But... He just cooks. The Ravens deal and gives up eighty-seven yards on the ground against everybody else. Well, that and they get cooked by Cleveland too. So, <clears throat> holla. Anyways, all right, man. Well, second Sunday game, four fifteen game. It is the Chicago Bears versus the New Orleans Saints, and this is uh, the most lopsided line that we have for this week. Yeah, uh, New Orleans favored minus ten. Over under listed at forty-seven. It's at the dome, John. New Orleans is six and two at the dome this year. They just don't lose at the dome, and this could be Drew Brees' last hurrah at forty-two years old. What are you thinking, man?
1: Yeah, I, I hate this game. I I'm definitely gonna watch it, obviously, but like I just don't like it. Um, Drew Brees. I'm still convinced he's got broken ribs. <laughs> uh, the the Bears. I mean, they backed into the playoffs. Good for them, but they're just not good. They're they're really not. Um, Saints again. They're in the dome. Drew Brees last even with broken ribs. I I don't like the line at all. Uh, I'm not taking this game, but a, a ten point spread. It's it's just too big in the playoffs. So I don't care if you back in. It's the playoffs or not. It's just every team, every player on that team is going to want to step up and try to play their best game right there. Uh, I'm, this game is a fan game for me. If I was going to bet on it, I'd lean Bears plus ten just because it's so many points. It's, I mean, it's two scores.
0: I completely agree with you, John. God damn it, this is getting out of control. <laughs> so four out of five games, I completely agree with you. Yeah, like I'm gonna take plus ten here, um, no problem. Um, I hope, I hope the Saints blow them out by more than ten. I want Drew Brees to win, and all, and the New Orleans Buckeyes is like to call him. But um, yeah, I just so I think the biggest thing here, obviously, um, can, I mean Khalil Mack is looking like he finally might be healthy for this game, which is going to be a huge deal. Can can he kind of get in and 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 I mean and uh, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill's a little bit hurt as well. So if he gets in and gets one good shot on Drew Brees, and all of a sudden maybe New Orleans doesn't have a quarterback. I don't know, man. Jameis Winston, uh, baby. Jameis Winston comes in and throws six picks. No, I'm kidding. So um, <laughs> no, so I don't know. Maybe I think that's the only way that Chicago even comes close to winning this game is if is if this uh, Chicago Bears defense comes through, maybe a little bit more healthy than we've seen them. Cleveland has been a little disappointing over the last two seasons, so maybe he's got kind of, he's finally kind of, kind of just like, yo, like I'm healthy. It's playoff. We have nothing to lose. You know, this is kind of just like pure underdog mentality. No respect. Let's get after these bitches. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of how I yeah. see this going, and I I really like Chicago to cover this plus ten spread. So uh, I'm gonna roll with it.
1: Yeah, Chicago's just gonna have to eat up some clock too. They they got to just keep the Saints on the sideline. David Montgomery kind of heated up too towards the end of the year and. This Darnell Mooney character outside of uh Alan Robinson. I kinda like this guy. Um he plays well. He's good and And let me tell you, he went to the green bottle. So Oh boy. Uh look out for Darnell Mooney to make a few plays. So remember I said it here, Darnell Mooney.
0: Darnell Mooney, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Good I mean- name. And Trubisky hasn't looked bad the last couple of games, honestly. I mean, ex- except for the Packers game. I mean, Packers have been cooking everybody recently, though. To be fair, so but yeah. the Jacksonville game, Minnesota game, Houston game, um, even the Detroit game that they lost, he looked pretty good. And so, I mean, that's obviously a big deal. Is can he? I mean, can can he just control the game a little bit? He doesn't need to do everything. Maybe a touchdown pass or two, um, and then just don't turn the ball over. You know what I mean? So
1: yeah,
0: that's going to be a big that's going to be a big deal for Chicago as well. So we'll see, but. I like, I like the Saints to get the win, but the Bears to cover plus 10 there. Yep. All right, J-Mo. Last game, the prime time. Sunday night game. And, man, oh, what, a, what a game this would have been. Um, <laughs> Cleveland, the Brownies. First playoff appearance since 2002 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> the line has gone from 3 to minus 6. Over-under set at 47. Obviously, the line is jumping because... Kevin Stefanski's out, COVID. Um, our special teams coordinator is going to be the head coach uh, for this game, um, and even <laughs> who's the OC, baby? <laughs> oh, baby! So it's going to be good, John. So no, no Stefanski. Olivier Vernon just tore his ACL. Um, yeah. Batonio has COVID, so that's a that's a plus. Um, it's just, I mean, they're just dropping like flies, and I know I sound like Adam Sizemore here, but for fuck's sake, man, like. We make the playoffs, and then we can't even, like, field a fucking team. So, uh, anyways, got to keep hope. It's it's the most brown Browns thing ever to finally make the playoffs, and then everybody be out due to COVID or tear your Achilles or, or whatever. So, anyways, man, what do you see? Do you see the Browns having any shot at all here, or you think the the Steelers are rolling?
1: No, I, I really don't think they have a shot at all. and I mean, it's a shame. I think it would have been a much more fun game to watch. Personally, I think they should really move this game. NFL is doing no favors for the Browns in this, but, uh, yeah, I think watch out Browns. I think this can get bad and I think it can get bad quick. Uh, I think the, what is this? The the Steelers have a a 17 home game winning streak against the Browns or something like it might be more, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, big Ben rested up. They probably needed it too. um, didn't play last week and the game was still close. uh, I'm going to take Steelers minus six and give me the over 47 because I think the Browns will still score a couple on the ground because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter are just such a nice one-two hit that I love to watch. But the Steelers, I think, can really run this up, especially after losing last week. Big Ben coming back out. Playoff Ben out here. Uh, I think there's going to be some points, and I love the Steelers minus six. I also took them in my parlay at minus six. So kind of all in on the Steelers right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't disagree with you. Um, you know, me as a Browns fan at heart, really want to disagree with you and say we're going to come out with the greatest, most miraculous upset of all time. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the the, the biggest thing here is what kind what Ben Roethlisberger are we going to see? Are we going to see the Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. for the first 11 games of the season or the last five? You know what I mean? So, um, if if Miles Garrett can kind of kick it, I mean that's the other thing is Miles Garrett, he started off as the best player in the league for the first 10 games. Yeah, got COVID, and he really hasn't looked right. I mean, he's he's been disruptive, but he hasn't come up with those plays. The other big thing is Denzel Ward is going to be coming back. That's a huge addition to the Browns defense. I mean, this is a mediocre to to subpar defense to begin with, but if those two guys aren't playing at the level they need to, the Browns have absolutely no shot. So the only way the Browns have a is if they get Big Ben uncomfortable. If they get if they get him to turn the ball over early, and if Chubb can get a big run, and the Browns can get ahead early, work the clock, yeah. work the run game, even without Batonio, the Browns still have one of the better offensive lines in the league. So I still like I still like what the offense can do. It really sucks that Sefanisi's not going to be there to game plan because I just really like his mind, his coaching ability, his demeanor. So that is just such a huge loss, but that's the only way the Browns win here is if they, if they somehow big Ben comes out lethargic and like he played the last five games, which I don't think he's going to do, but if they can kind of get after him a little bit, um, get a, get an early turnover, get out to an early lead, control the clock, run the ball. If the Steelers get off to an early lead, like they did earlier this season. Good, I mean, good, good luck. I mean, see you later. This could be a, this could be an absolute blowout. So um, yeah, man. So go Brownies. Um, loved. I mean, love the season we put together. Um, as you guys, as you guys remember at the beginning of the season, I knew that the Browns would do this. Um, I knew that i actually, I think I predicted nine or 10, nine or 10 wins this season. And the, Browns, and the Browns would challenge the playoff spot with the Steelers and the, and the Ravens. I knew this was going to be a good division this year. So, um, yeah, no, i am just, Brownies have played well, man. I mean, I, I'm going to be rooting for them to just pull off a, a miracle here, but I just really don't see it, man. I mean, number one, even if they had a full team. They just found the one thing, it's the Browns don't beat the Steelers at Pittsburgh. Like they just don't do it. Yeah. So
1: doesn't happen. Would have loved
0: to see it. Would have loved to go at it full health um, with no COVID issues and give them a run. But we'll see, man. Hopefully, the miracle in Pittsburgh 2021 is going to be all aces for the Brownies.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're actually, oh, uh, they actually round out my uh, my uh, teaser as well. So my teaser's looking. Looking good. I feel good about it. I got the Bills plus five, Ravens plus eight and a half, Steelers plus six, Bucks plus three and a half. Nice. And my parlay: Steelers minus six, Ravens minus three and a half, Bills. uh, Yep, screw it. Bills minus six and a half. Yeah, I I didn't take anything with the Rams or the Chicago game.
0: Too many points. Plus ten. Yeah,
1: I was leaning that, but you know. What's up, everyone? We have recently partnered with the first social network for sports fans and bettors, Viget. It allows fans to compete head-to-head with their friends while providing insider information with access to odds, scores, and statistics all in one central location. This is a 100% free sportsbook platform with total access to up-to-date line movements and even shows where the public money is at. So sign up today using the code BANGEDUP to claim your 1,000 free coins to start picking some winners with the boys of the banged-up bets. Download the Viget app today. We only have one college game left.
0: Oh boy, the Natty. We talk about the, the natty. natty, baby. Let's
1: talk about that Natty to finish us out tonight.
0: Oh baby, let's go, and it's gonna be a doozy. The Alabama Crimson Tide versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. Bama is favored. John, this line was at seven and a half a couple days ago. It's pushed to eight and a half. There's a lot of money being spent on the Crimson Tide. A lot of confidence in Bama. The over-under John, 75 and a half. Monster. A little fun fact for you, John. I, uh there's only been two national championship games ever that won over 76 points, just so you know. Out of all the years of college football and the national championships, mm. only two. And I know I know you're still I know you in your head you're like, yeah, still love the over camp. Shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> I like really like it. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: anyways, let's get into some background here a little bit, JMO. So, Bama. They got the Heisman winner, the first wide receiver to win the Heisman since nineteen ninety one. We got
1: well deserved
0: Devontae Smith. What a freaking player this kid is, number one. And I am gonna have nightmares until Monday about trying to guard this kid in the open field. Mm.
1: I'll tell you what. Very very scared. Yeah,
0: very scared. Um Sean Wade, if he does well, if he does well against Devontae Smith, he might just be the number one pick over Trevor Lawrence. Just he just be like, whoa. <laughs> They're like, holy shit, this kid is down Devonte Smith. Yeah, the first pick. Take him. Take him. Um, anyways, so Nick Saban looking for his seventh national championship. Alabama's looking for their 15th, John. 15th national championship they're looking for.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they have
0: 15. They're looking for their 16th. I'm sorry, John. That's that's incorrect. Fifteenth. They have 15. They're looking for their 16th, John. Okay. Let's make that clear. Ohio State has eight. They're going for their ninth. So two of the most talented, historic, best programs of all time going head to end in the national championship. Can't ask for much more than that, honestly. What are you, what are you thinking over there, J-Mo?
1: I mean, first of all, well-deserved well, well deserved to Devonta Smith. I mean, from the last two seasons, I mean, the guy has 2,700 receiving yards and 30 tutties in two seasons. I mean, that's just that's wild. I mean, this season alone – he had 7 games with multiple touchdowns and 3 games with one or less. So it's just it's it's wild how good this guy was. So deserved. Happy for him. I mean, he's going to he's going to be he needs to put on a little LB's in the NFL, but my god, he's good. This game, I'm I'm not going to touch the spread yet because I think that line's going to come back down as we get closer to the game. I I don't want
0: to
1: I don't know. I'm I'm in a pretzel with the spread. I'll, I'll end up probably tweeting something out, but you kind of already touched on it. I fucking love this over. I love it. Reason for it, Alabama's defense is not good. They've usually had a potential entire starting lineup in the NFL on defense year to year. This is not that year. They can be had. Ohio State's offense is outstanding. Uh, Justin Fields, I mean, one of the best quarterbacking performances I've, I've probably seen in college football in a single game, especially against the caliber of team and on the stage that it was last week, that was absolutely incredible to watch. Um, uh, I think the X factor of this game, cause he's kind of been the X factor in the last few is Trace Ehrman. I mean, th- this guy has come out of nowhere to be incredible. I mean, he was absolutely great at Oklahoma but he is really making a good-ass case for himself to be a nice little NFL back. Uh, so I think he is definitely the X Factor, and I do think Sean Wade's going to have to be an X Factor, but that scares the shit out of me with the season he's had. Uh, so I am going to, for now, just roll over 75.5.
0: Yeah. So, first of all, give me the Buckeyes all day at plus 8.5. That is one of the most disrespectful lines I've ever seen. Um, I, I mean... On paper, these teams are super similar. I mean, across the board, points per game, Buckeyes are at forty three and a half, Alabama's at forty eight, points allowed per game. Both are Alabama's at nineteen point six, Buckeyes are at twenty-one total yards per game. Buckeyes have the edge here actually at five forty-five to Alabama's five thirty-five. Um Buckeyes are the most balanced offense in the country at two seventy-two in both rushing and passing. Alabama's a little bit more um Pass heavy at 350, and they still average 186 on the ground. So super balanced, awesome offense, obviously. Um historical. I mean, on pace right now to break LSU's record from last year. So yep. um, and like you said, defenses both give up a ton of yards over 350 for both of them. Both give up a lot through the air, and both are a little bit more stingy on the ground. Um, buckeyes being slightly better um than Alabama on the ground, which I think could be a big Buckeye advantage here. So um give you kind of my Number one, I I mean this Alabama offense is absolutely insane. It really, a really good offensive line, John. Really good. The only yeah. the only thing that we kind of have an advantage there is Garrett Haskell on the inside is facing the backup center because their starting center uh, is it Dickerson. I think is it Dickerson or yeah. I think I think that was that's the guy they were showing in the in the Notre Dame game actually. Billy Bob Dickerson. Um, just made that up, but um. No, so he's, yeah, he's, he, he like tore his Achilles or something. Um, so their, their backup center, his name is, uh, Chris Owens. So I think Garrett, Garrett Haskell has to have a big game against their center. Um, their other off, offensive linemen are very good. They, and they're going to do a nice job of projecting Mac, Mac Jones. So, um, I mean, I think that's a big key here is the defensive line has to get pressure on this kid, has to get him a little bit uncomfortable because this kid is – all he's done is just sit in the pocket. To be fair, he's made great decisions. He's made um, read throws. You know, he 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 decides where he wants it. You know, he he makes some nice back-shoulder passes, and he has one of the most talented receiving cores in the country, hands down, and Waddle might come back, John.
1: Yeah, that's what's scaring me
0: a lot. So, I mean – Hands down, Alabama has an advantage on the offensive side. Um, I mean, but the Buckeyes got just got to do kind of something similar. I mean, to to be fair, the Buckeyes did something similar to to arguably a more talented quarterback last last week, and they let Lawrence get yards, but shut the but shut him down off the board for points, and that's what they have to do against Alabama. Like give, make some plays, get some stops, for you know, for, and go from there. Um, on the off side, you definitely alluded to. But I think this Buckeye line is gonna eat. Um, I think this Buck. Obviously, I wasn't on the pod last week, but I talked a lot about it with you guys um, this zone block blocking scheme that started to come into fruition since so the two to one in the 2014 game, where they did the same exact thing. Now they kind of went back to the zone blocking scheme. Um, I mean that that defensive line for Clemson was very highly rated. Was one of their strengths. Their team was young, to be fair, but that was supposed to be a strength of their team. And that Buckeye O line destroyed them granted i'll tell you what john ryan day is about as an impressive offensive mind as i've ever seen um i'm totally i'm totally convinced that he absolutely downplayed that northwestern game kept it completely under the vest because he was just confident like hey we're gonna we're gonna pull out this win against northwestern i'm gonna kind of keep it close to the chest because i got a whole rack of plays for clemson to worry about here um love the strategy they huddled and sign stealing or anything like that from Clemson. They made Clemson uncomfortable with pace, not just going by going fast, but slowing it down and then speeding up. There were so many times that they caught Clemson on the defensive side where they just weren't set, and the Buckeyes just chunked off huge yards. So I think I think Alabama will be much more disciplined on that end. Um, I don't think we'll be able to do the same kind of thing with them, but I still really like some success in the run game against Alabama with a nice, balanced passing attack and obviously the x-factor yeah. you already mentioned a jmo justin fields holy smokes i mean countless an- countless analysts across the country kirk herb street chris fowler um they just mentioned like that's one of the greatest, best performances i've ever seen in any stage for the 30 to 35 years they've been covering covering college football so just an app i mean we knew the kid was a stud now the whole country knows that he's a stud you know what i mean so Um. Speaking of
1: Jets, are happy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Oh yeah. Um. Speaking of Jay Fields here, John, a little bit of controversy from Nick Saban's daughter too. A little after we did a little analysis here, but Nick Saban's daughter tweeted out was it yesterday or the day before? Like because of all (laughs) this, because obviously, so Ohio State has having some COVID issues right now. There's they're potentially they won't say what unit, but they're potentially saying that a whole unit of the Buckeyes defense. I think they said defense or actually they just said an entire unit um potentially has covid and could miss the national championship game so a lot of rumors going around like are they going to put the, push the game back blah 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 which really doesn't make sense because if they just got tested and they just and they were just tested positive the big 10 protocol is still 17 days so even if they push back the game a week like they'd still be in covid protocol so they can't they can't do it anyways well this classy broad john tweets out <laughs> like something along i don't have the the tweet right in front of you but this, this classy classy broad tweets out like um you know just say you're scared or you know whatever do you know call it like it is and you know whatever don't just hide behind covid so you you can buy a couple extra days for your quarterback to get healthy or something something just super classy about a global pandemic that's affecting hundreds of thousands of millions of people across the world. But just, I mean, just a super classy tweet from Nick Saban's daughter here. So, <laughs> so we throw yeah, that. Out. I mean,
1: I, I wouldn't mind a few extra days for Justin Fields ribs. Cause my God, he got popped. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 yep. But I also just don't want a game to be on a Monday. So if they actually do move it back, just make it a Saturday.
0: Dude, I'm so with you. Oh my God! Just so, just like, do the,
1: it. the national championship needs to stop being on a Monday. That's the dumb, just like thing. Just like the Super Bowl needs to be on a like uh, it can still be Sunday, but it should be a national holiday. I on Monday. Take,
0: I take back all my bang ups from earlier in the show. My biggest bang up is the national championship being on a Monday. Like we we can't go we can't go over to Sizemore's now. Like we're gonna get the crew back together for the for the game if it's on a Saturday. You better believe I was driving my ass down to columbus again and going over to yeah. better believe it i was doing that but now it's on a monday like come on i'm not gonna freaking call off drive down you know what i mean like that's bullshit no it's way too much yeah it's so stupid much. it's so stupid yeah
1: i mean if if they move it to a saturday i'm popping this 82 inch off the wall and i'm bringing it to seismores <laughs>
0: i'll be like we got this boys <laughs> let's go well the buckeyes are underdogs john and you so you said it you're you're taking you're taking the over here I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna go with the under. I'm thinking it's gonna be like a 34 game, something like that. Like decide by less than a touchdown. Um, and I'm taking the Buckeyes plus eight and a half, no problem. And you know what? I just I don't know, man. I just I I'm not. I haven't been super impressed by the SEC this year i think the buckeyes find a way to get it done i don't that they're underdogs and i'll tell you what i haven't seen many games where the buckeyes have been underdogs with a team this talented and they don't come out on top just a lot of a lot of fodder for the buckeyes to get jacked up about tons of adversity um that they dealt with all through the year and i obviously i'm just a diehard buckeye fan so i just in my heart i just think they're going to get it done but obviously this is i'm just so excited cuz alabama's just an absolute excellent program, excellent team, so well coached. So much respect for Alabama. Um, I'm just super excited to see a great game. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my Buckeyes, man, all the way. Let's go.
1: Fuck it, you swung me. I'm in plus eight and a half. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's fucking um, go, um, boys. I
1: am in on it. That was a good montage. I'm about it.
0: Plus eight and a half. Give it to me. Give it to me. And who knows? Maybe I'll just drive over to Sizemore's. On Monday anyways, and then drive back that night and then not sleep at all and go to work on Tuesday. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
1: I'm not going to lie. That sounds dreadful. I'm I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm dedicated because obviously, if we know anything, it's where my position, where I'm watching the game, what shirt I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I have a direct impact on the outcome of the game, John. <laughs> you make... The outcome. <laughs> they, they they tweeted at me and said, yo, Cam, thanks for being in Columbus. Um, you know, you really got it done for us. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know what? You're welcome.
1: <laughs> no big deal.
0: No, no NBD, bro. NBD.
1: This one's on me, boys.
0: <laughs> Let's go. All right, man. Anything else?
1: I think that's, uh, that's all we got. We got no EPL this week. No uh, EPL? Like yeah, an, uh, EPL picks little, up on Tuesday next week. Break. Yeah.
0: So... EPL back next week, and man, speaking of EPL, Liverpool has just really screwed the pooch the last couple of weeks. They were just in the driver's seat, and they just whoosh. they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna draw and lose. What are you, you guys cool? You guys cool with that? Now, man, you oh, slide for the top of the table. The fuck man, is that? Did you see, wants that?
1: Did you see the hot Spurs and Man City in the Carabao Cup final? Oh boy. Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, let's. Nope, don't want to talk about that. Take us out, JMO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right everybody look out for our posts later today and on our social media platforms throughout the rest of the week instagram and twitter at banged up bets our next episode will be next thursday one fourteen, 14 where we're gonna go over the natty the next week of nfl and epl is back so we'll be back on the epl train golf we'll think about maybe it.
0: golf maybe yeah for sure
1: golf hit it with a maybe Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, comment to get all the banged up latest. We are out. Go
0: Bucks. Go fucking Bucks, baby.